welcome in, Dude, everyone. I hurt my knee oh, so God. bad. Can I introduce the show? Oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> welcome in, everyone. It's episode number 29. Like, it really bad. It hurts. I'm going to kill you. Okay, that's fair. I'm going to cut your knee off. <laughs> Dude, it would be better leave, than this. And leave the leg. <laughs> What a way to open. Welcome in, everyone. Episode 29, 1056 podcast. Follow us at Instagram, 1056-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. No live show again. No trying beers again. I'm sorry. I'm not. Sober month, going strong. Um, last episode was TCR, and that ripped. You can listen to that after this episode. Um, yeah. Whole episode slapped. It was great. And guess what? We got another one for you. Another so- goodie. You're probably hearing this on the 13th or 14th. Have you teased this before they're hearing this? Because Never. in the last episode, we didn't tell them anything. No, we didn't. We just said that it was pretty big. So are you going to tease it before they hear this? No, because the... So they have no idea what we're talking about. No, they do because they see the name of the person in oh, the right. header. It's CT Beer. It's Readings Kevin from CT Beer and BeerFest.com. Say Boom. it again? There you go. Um... Yeah, we have another interview in our 12 Days of Beer People um, that I poorly planned for. That's the subtitle. That, that's Sorry, that's the subheader. It's um, the 12 Days of Beer People that I improperly planned for. So, yeah, we did an interview with Kevin, the head of CT Beer, the social media channel, and BeerFest.com, the e-commerce business for all your beer fest needs. That's a free promo. Um, but I mean, yeah, this whole thing's a free promo. A pre- <laughs> prominent, yeah, true. Uh, prominent fest like October Fest and Fest with Shelton Brothers Brewing up in New York. So uh, we had him on the show, and he was awesome. We had I had actually met him twice. I met him once at the Lock City um, Beer Share with Beer Lover. Shout out to you, my friend. Thank you. Got to talk to him at half full. Yeah, we did. Yeah, shout out to you. And yeah, we um, we went to the Winter Beer Garden at Mill River for half full. We met him again, and I was like, "Yo, dude, I, I talked about it a little bit for him coming on the show." First time I met him, and then I was like, "Yo, I'm serious," and he's like, "Yeah, let's do it." So, uh, came on. We have a great conversation. Not gonna get too into it because you're gonna listen to it right now, but um. Yeah, he, I mean, he's an entrepreneur and he just has that mentality of just wanting to be successful and, and owning your own business and he, finding a niche to do it. Yeah, I mean, and he hit it. Re, I mean, he hit it really well with the Connecticut beer industry. He started right before that this whole explosion happened and it's really been paying off. And it's awesome to see a, a local Connecticut business in addition to beer taking off. And it's great to see different really perspective when it's not a brewery it's not a home brewer it's not a you know fan of beer it's yes but he's not a beer media (laughs) i know i said the exact same thing in the beginning of the interview (laughs) i literally introduced the same way and i caught i stopped myself but it's it's a really different take especially with connecticut um with us being so new so yeah, that was a very serious few minutes introducing that. I feel like I have a very serious tone. So, Jeff, why don't you lighten the mood and tell about how you... Dude, I knee. fucking killed my knee. Great. I'll lighten the mood. This is this a morning, geriatric podcast. Knee pain. This morning, I'm getting ready to go. I'm running a little bit later than I prefer. And Typical. I'm in my room, and one side of my room near my bed is a little close to the wall, and sometimes it's a little narrow. It's a little narrow. And I walked by the end of my bed, and the foot of my bed doesn't poke out much, but pokes out just enough. I smacked my knee so hard on my bed, Mm -hmm. 
on the bed frame. Right. I fell. Do you have life alert? No. I'm going to get you life alert. I had... You live by yourself now, man. I have an easy button from Staples, but no one came to help. Yeah, dude. And it wasn't easy. I mean... Yeah, you're fucking old, dude. To to the point where, like, like I said, I, I, you know, you, we all, everyone knows, is I work with kids, right? So we're at recess. We had indoor recess because it was too cold. Nerd. And we're, I'm playing, you know, guy on the carpet, and I'm trying to, you know, I'm just kind of hanging out, and I'm sitting down on the ground, and I was like, all right, time to get up, and I tried to get up, and I couldn't use that leg. Yeah, now you know what I feel like for the past however many years. Yeah, it sucks. It's terrible. Yeah, you're a broken person, and uh, now so am I. Boom. Well, Anyways, through the through, I still hurts. Like you threaten right. to take my leg, don't threaten. Promise, take it from me. I hate it. Nah, now that you want it gone, I I kind of lost the the appeal of it all. Don't worry, I kept my pain to myself during the entire <laughs> interview. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't even know. I mean, I'm looking at the list of the next people, and and it's gonna be good. Um, don't you even burial the ne- I mean, like, because I'm doing this over month, except for my anniversary, uh, sober month. So over thirty days. We don't no. have a bunch of lawyers as our listeners. You don't have to I'm, quantify. I am my judge, every jury, and executioner, sir. Okay, I will hold myself to my high standards. Oh my God! God forbid you have a little bit of orange juice and a drop of champagne. Yeah, dude. Oh, it was it was like a half bottle of champagne. <clears throat> but who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> you can't even have fruit juice on whole thirty. So fuck that, dude. You can't have it boring. straight. You can add it to recipes. Well, you'll miss out on some good buffalo chicken dip, nerd. Dude, it's homemade. It's okay. I feel a lot better. I, I feel very clear. I'm not going to do this for more than 30 days. Screw that. We got beer to drink, man. We got beer, beer to drink, drink, man. So, so uh, let's get to it. You know what I was thinking oh, of? No, let's not get to it. Hold Sorry. on. Sorry. And then I promise. We got to. We tell, have me, to tell me your deepest thoughts. We, we talked about the beer awards, and they are going to be coming. Um, so I got to start planning that, man, because it's already January. Well, when you're hearing this, it's halfway through January, let's say. Uh, and that's coming soon. Some some outlets in other places, not beer, but like I, I follow some gaming podcasts and stuff. They're just putting out their list now too, which is how it should be. I agree, but like, don't feel like we're too late into January. No, 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 no. no. I was thinking end of January anyway. But I'm just saying. Okay. Well, you know, I I have space at my house too. Yeah. If you wanted to utilize that space, as good well. live studio audience, you know, good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Fuck up the club, man. As they yeah, say, like the garage is available. Oh, sick, dude. Yeah, that's going to be legit. So just like ideas. I'm just going to no, be we'll shocking gears live. I, I don't want to plan too much of our podcast on the podcast. <laughs> Why not, dude? It's very meta. accountable to this shit. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. I know. I know. Um, all right. Yeah, that's it, man. It was it was a longer interview. I, oh, God. I always like to tease the length of the interview. I, yeah, I always you say. like to dwell on it. I do like to dwell on it. I'm very self-conscious about it, but you it's whatever. Sh- the, your, a length of anything you're self-conscious about. I really set myself up for that one. And I spiked it down. Point to Jeff. (laughs) Fine, I'll give you the win there. Uh, You introduced TCR. Now, I'm going to introduce CT Beer. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, up next, we have Kevin from CT Beer and BeerFest.com. Great guy. Great business mind. Gave us a few tips. We talked about drinking beer at a zoo. So that's the teaser I'm going to give you for that interview. Listen to it. Follow us on Instagram. Beer reviews are coming soon. Beer awards are coming soon. In the words of a great, great man, raise hell and praise Dale and listen to CT Beer. Peace. Bye. Welcome in 
everyone. Uh, as you could probably guess with the title of this episode, um, we have a very, very special guest. Someone who, thank you, thank you. Woo! It's a live audience. Someone who, um, someone who's very, very close to the beer industry and someone of a different way that we're usually used to. Um, we met this guy a few times. We met him at Lock City. Myself, uh, we met him at the Mill River Beer Garden for half full. Um, he's a great guy. He runs CT Beer. He runs BeerFest.com. If you ever been to a festival in Connecticut, you've probably used his services. It's Mr. Kevin. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, and welcome to uh, 1056 Podcast. Yes. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, it's a real pleasure. Was that a sitting ovation, by the way? or? Uh, uh, yeah, yes. or I'm this short. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it was... You can't see it her lower standing, half. It is sitting room only right now at this for us, right? Or, yeah, that's, uh, yeah that's, that's right. That's right. We do have a live audience. And thank you for painting a great picture for us. So <laughs> you're already our favorite host for, for going along with this. So we do appreciate Sold it. Sold that show here today. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I said we're recording. I got uh, the tickets at StubHub for double the face value. So it's exactly, a ticket, yeah. but we got it. We're here. <laughs> um, that was actually a great transition. Speaking of uh, of SubHub, so like I said before, you created uh, BeerFest.com. It's a great service. I've used it multiple times for Two Rows Oktoberfest. He's used it too, um, and it's great. First question, kind of delineating off of the StubHub thing, do you ever run into an issue where people are like reselling tickets and that whole controversy like you see with SubHub or Ticketmaster or whatever, or is it not too bad? I mean, people definitely, there's some events that we do, we're nationwide, and there's definitely events that sell out sooner than others, and there's resale going on on social media. I mean, things happen, and or maybe people just want to make a little extra cash. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit outside my control, uh, so we try to tell people to be careful about that. You know, try to stick to friends and family if they do do it, but it does happen. You know, it Beyond beer fest too, you know, but it happens in our industry for the more popular events for sure. Yeah, and um, and on that note too, so um, when you do like these big events, you have this big exposure. When the event goes live and you're seeing like the tickets come in, is there a point that you're like, oh shit, like there are five hundred, there's a thousand, or five thousand, or ten thousand? How many people are doing this event? You're like, if something goes wrong, this like, are you stressing out when it's happening? Like when you when you're seeing like the numbers of people like filing in, or you're just like, all right, you know what, I got this. Like, what kind of goes through your head, especially like when you get those big events? Are you freaking out? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on the situation. I mean, if it's online and it's very popular, and you know, we can see tickets being purchased real time. So it's crazy. You yeah, see yeah. all these people, you know, because of technology, adding tickets to their cart. Yeah, they're going to check out and like. You know, I've had events with really high, you know, VIP tickets going in a second. So that's a lot of fun to watch. The not so fun to stress the out part is the mob that show up to some of these events because, you know, if, if you go to a beer fest, you'll probably see my blockhead at, a, you know, the front door. You know, yeah. uh, that's what I So I built this building. I go, I, I, I help uh, at admissions and. Yeah, it could get, it could, it's definitely very stressful because you know what it is? Like, one of the most often overlooked parts of a beer fest is is that people would rather be waiting in line to get beer, not to get into the damn fest. True, yeah. So we got to get people through that door and get them drinking. So yeah. that's pressure. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the cool things about here in Connecticut is that I started a team of volunteers that 
works with me at Select Beer Fest who help out admissions, the scan mm. band, you know, they're real seasoned veterans. Um, but they do a great job of getting people in. It, who wants to wait online to get into a beer fest, right? Exactly. So the team mm-hmm. is great. They get you guys in and, and having a good time. And that's, in my opinion, that's critical. It's often overlooked, too, because so many beer fests yeah, absolutely. waiting a, a ton of, right? Like, you guys know, you've been to these fests. Like, the line to get in is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's, it's crazy. And I will say, like, I take Oktoberfest because that's the one where I know that, like, I've been to consistently year over year. And it's huge. It's huge. And, like, the whole process has gotten better, I think, when you go from, like, a manual, like, scanning a ticket to, like, or having it on your phone to having to go from, like, a print to, like, a digital. Um, it's sped up a lot throughout the year. So I think just with technology getting better, I don't know if it's, you know, your process getting better. But, um, yeah, I've gotten there, like, ad opening for, like, for some years and it's been really bad and some years i get like right through so um it's good to see that it's working and it depends depends when you show up i Somet- mean sometimes true. you show up not at opening but shortly after like maybe an hour or two after yeah. and you miss the people you miss the nerds who show up early not me and you miss <laughs> you miss the losers who decide to wait till later yeah and we're in that nice sweet spot yeah. a lot of the time except for, except for me Except for you, Except you me. dork. <laughs> um, so found that happy middle spot. That's right. That's yeah. right. So what? I mean, without saying the name, if you can't say the name, it's fine. But what? How like has been the biggest event that like beerfest.com has has done as far as ticket sales go? I mean, let me just think here. The brain's like uh, you know at this time of night. It's, <laughs> I know. Uh, it's fair. Uh, but, uh, you know, one of our more popular ones, I mean, you know, two, two rows, Oktoberfest definitely yeah. does very well. It's one of the events that sells out every year. Yeah. People yeah. wait till the last minute too, for whatever reason, I think it's been happy. I think Guilty. this year is six and <laughs> you know, there's always people complaining, I can't get tickets. Well, don't yep. you snooze, you lose. I hate to say it that way, yeah. but we're definitely you know, guilty of that. Uh, you know, one of our biggest clients actually is Shelton Brothers Festival. Is a, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but it's traveling. They have a new destination every year. Oh, wow. They're beer nerds. It's highly revered in the beer community, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that one always does exceptionally well. Last year in Buffalo. And it's one of those states, an awesome beer community, uh, a lot of beer enthusiasts, and the response is overwhelming. And it was in an old train, abandoned train depot that they restored for events. So it was like really cool, kind of gothic feel. Yeah. Ooh. And it packed the house with Shell Brothers beer. Wow. Uh, people from all over the world come to this fest. Um, Jeez. So it's it's a lot of fun, and it's a great experience because it's kind of like a who's who of pouring beer. I mean, right. you go there, and, you know, you have Cantillon, and Jean Van Roy is there. Um Two Rubs was there. Phil Markowski's pouring beer. You have Trillium and, and JC there. So it's a who's who. It's a rock star event. Yeah. And you get to talk to them. And you know, it's interesting being on the front lines working at these events. You know, one of the, some of the biggest feedback I always get is that, of course, people are there for the beer, but they're there to talk to the folks who make it. Right. And people are like, I had this great conversation uh, with, you know, whomever. And, that's what I remember most about this day, and you know, uh, it's special. Yeah. You know, it's it's really cool to be a part of that experience. That's awesome. Well, I want to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds awesome. You're going. I'm, I'm, we're you going. Go. We're getting tickets. 
on beerfest.com. You can check him out. Oh, I'm plugging him already. Not yet. Oh, yeah, we'll do that Wait later. We'll do that. Dude, oh, sorry, God. Sorry. <laughs> so keep plugging it out. You're doing a good job. Beer, uh, sorry. Uh, beerfest.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beer, yeah, beer. Beerfest.com. Um, so on that, it's, it's, fest, by the way. It's, like a, it's like a bucket list beer fest. Kind it, okay. Of, you know, if, you have beer, you gotta, if, if you love craft beer, you got to go. I guess we got to go. Uh, it's one of those we're deals. Gonna, we're going to go. We're going to get tickets. Not at the last moment, Jeff. Excuse you. Yeah, he's usually the one. I'm like, come on, man, figure it out. And we always go on Sunday instead of Saturday. So that has been a mixed <laughs> reason. Kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. One time I went to Six Flags and that was fun. <laughs> that was that. Um, so on the event, you know, <laughs> when Sheldon Brothers, when it's a worldwide event and you're dealing with like different currencies and exchange rates, is it mostly done? I'm assuming like by the website, by this like the hosting service that you use for like the e-commerce transaction. Do you have to like touch any conversion rates or anything, or is there something that they do where on the site it's like, oh, it's fifty dollars, but it's sixty-three euro or anything like that? Like, does that get confusing? Yeah, I don't touch any of that. I don't even know how that works. I think they figure it out when they get there and it nice. converts on the software we use. It figures it out on its own. But I know, like, you know, people from Canada or Germany, I mean, they come from all over, so they find a way to, to process their card somehow. That's a great question. I never even thought about that. But, yeah, they must know. I don't know how to convert dollars to pounds. I don't know. Uh, I don't. You put it on a weight scale. I, I, Thank you, everybody. I'm gonna be out of here. Thank you. You can leave. I also just don't have to a... quickly use the bathroom. So there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no. It... Get to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by BeerFest.com. There you go. No, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Um, so so with I'll that. Put my logo in there. Oh, awesome. Um. So with like beer fest, is do people come to you and say, "Hey, I want like you to help set up the event logistically, whether it's like venue, anything like that." Like, can you be that broad stroke, or is it like, "Hey, I'm hosting an event. I need a printless or digital way to scan tickets. I know you guys have the technology. Can you guys do it?" Are you seeing more of like that second? option or is it more do you get people who are like i need you to help me set this up from beginning to end we do get all sorts of requests oh, uh super nuts you know and you know giving folks a turnkey beer fest i mean running them is pretty much what we do yeah you know the thinking marketed size staffing concept request uh you know concept for creation logistics there's the thing is like you know what i'll find out that I like to tell people I'm in the tourism business and getting beer on the menu for an event attracts folks. Yeah. They entice people to come out and travel. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of venues that are saying, when you're at a beer fest, we want to do on your beerfest.com. Let's dance. Um, so I'm just trying to think of some, you know, from zoos, you know, I did a, really? a beer fest at Palm beach zoo. That's awesome. Um, you know, oh, that's where, dope. Yeah, it's pretty cool because, um, you know, it's it's adults only and we're, you know, everybody's hanging out, drinking beer and, you know, get to see the animals too. Um, people are, are, I think, for the most part, pretty responsible about that. <laughs> uh, but there, there has to be one. You got to really mix it up. 
Yeah, there always has to be one, I feel like, that goes to the gorilla exhibit and tries to pound their chest when they say a million signs, like, don't do it. And there's, yeah. I feel like there would be one <laughs> drunk person that would do that thing specifically, like, not jumping, like, to an animal, like, a enclosement or anything. I feel like it's that specifically, but that's just me. That's thinking. almost like, I would pay that just to do that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> New event like idea. Here we go. Sponsored by the 1056 podcast. No, Gorilla no. wrestling. We're doing it. Go oh God. Peter will love that. That's great. That's fine. He'll love it because the people will lose. <laughs> um, so I, I guess like now kind of zooming out from a, a business standpoint in general. So, you know, at, at one point, you know, this was an idea. It became on paper and then it became, you know, what it is today. And something that I'm always curious about, whether it's a successful brewery in Connecticut or across the country you obviously start small and then you have to get to that point and I feel like during that time there is this sort of middle ground where you're big enough where you can probably quit your full-time job and do this but you might not make enough and there's not that certainty of it you know going on and and being what it is Um, when when you were going like through that when you're in that transition of going from this like idea to the reality that it is today was it stressing you out like was this a thing that you're like i'm going full tail into this from a business standpoint i guess maybe people who are listening and and might want to do a brewery or like a business like how did you kind of get through that point of like i might not make it or you know this is one of those things where you've got to push through that's a great question you know what it is i mean being an entrepreneur the name of the game is uncertainty nobody knows what tomorrow's gonna bring You know, and this, you know, being your own boss, you eat what you kill. And I've been yeah. doing that for years. So I've kind of been doing this for a while. I'm kind of immune. I have a high tolerance level for that yeah. stressful period. I mean, you know, I'll take an idea from A to Z. Um, and, you know, it's just one of those things when I started my business, which is years ago, I burnt a candle at both ends. You know, I had a job in credit collections. And, you know, when I got home, I work I hustled it out at home on the computer building my internet business and uh long story short I got to the point where I was making enough money uh to quit my full time and go follow my dream and my passion with my own job you know but that's how I did it and you know cultivating ideas yeah it's stressful it's hard but got to take it one day at a time too you know you're going to have it's about trial and error. Practice makes perfect. Just keep at it. Grind. Hustle. Talk to people. Learn. You know, wash, rinse, repeat. <laughs> but once you find a stroke in your groove, yeah, yeah. then you keep rocking and rolling. And obviously, it's paid off immensely because, like, yeah. this is like you're you're moving, and as this community grows, you will you're beerfest.com will only grow, and all this will yeah. only grow. We'll just grow with it. But, but I gotta ask, why? Why burn the candle at both ends? Why bother, right? Like, but when you don't, you don't know. You don't know. You took the risk. You dove in, like he said, like you said. But why? Why do that in the first place? I'm sure that's a lot of question. A lot of people out there who wants to start a business are like, why bother doing this? I already have a job. I. Why did you do it? You knew it was gonna be a this lot. Thing, I always tell people, you know, people always say, you know, that's a great, you know, people are like, why did you do it? How can I do it? Yeah. I try to tell people, look, punch a clock. This lifestyle is not easy. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy. I don't think I make it look easy, but it's like one of those things, you know, I value freedom, you know, who I want to work with, pursuing my ideas, setting goals, uh, taking ideas, being creative. 
Um, you know, it's not a, it's something that people wanted to get in business for itself. I would say think long and hard about it. It's not as glamorous as it looks. I'm just, it's just in my blood and DNA, you know, and I'm at, I went to school for business entrepreneurship. So I always knew I wanted to be my boss. I just never knew what vehicle to get on. And this internet thing came along. I said, that's my ride. I'm taking it. Um, and you know, it's up and down, you know, it's not all good times. I mean, there's bad times, there's rough times. Being a business, it's kind of like the stock market, you go up, you go down, but you just got to focus on your process and be diligent. And it's a lot of hard work. And like I said, like, I think what you're alluded to, why, why would you do it? I mean, it's, I would say, sometimes I ask myself that, like, what the hell am I doing? Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's really worth it. It's to me, it's, you know, for our whole lives, we're going to be working and it has to be something that I think brings us joy and happiness. I think for what I do, it's, you know, it's really fulfilling and I get paid for it to drink and meet great people. So for me, it's worth it, you know? Um, but to anybody thinking about doing their own thing, I mean, I would say, I always say take a calculated risk. Don't cash out in your 401k, life savings, because you have a great idea. Uh, I'm a, my belief is, you know, crawl, walk, run. You start where you are, you know, and do what you can. Grow organically. That's how I built my business. Um, and just, you know, every mile is a trial. Every inch is essential. Just take it slow and build, you know, develop your skills and talent and go from there. Man, this is great. You're like a walking fortune cookie. Hey, there's so many goodies coming out of you. I feel so inspired. Well, I'm quitting this podcast life. and starting my own business. Boy, I thought you wanted to start the business of the podcast. Fuck you. I'm starting my own. <laughs> you could rival I'm my podcast. Yeah. I'm right. starting my own podcast now. <laughs> I uh, am like a – I think if you crack my help, well, you probably could put out a couple fortune cookies in this thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how long has um, Beerfest.com been around, I guess, like publicly? I don't remember that. 2013 okay about that time i believe that's when i started yeah it's interesting and i think 2013 that was kind of right before the bubble of like a lot of these breweries opening i think you had because two roads was 2012 and i think between like 2015 and 16 you had a huge bulk (laughs) of like breweries opening up um since like 2013 to 2015 and then 2015 on are you seeing like a huge spike in people interested just because so many breweries are opening up oh my god yeah the interest is sky high i think it was like that time too you know just having the opportunity to have a locally made product by hand and beer it's more american than beer (laughs) i think you know i just saw the appeal and like you said yeah i mean you see the growth you see the explosion i mean in Connecticut now we have a hundred operational breweries. I think, yeah. Depending on where you read, there's thirty more to open in that area. Nuts. This year, it's absolutely so. Nuts. The not only the joke is that one opens every day. There's probably ten that open during the first hour of this podcast. Um, there's at least there's ten that were caught up. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's definitely like crazy tw- Connecticut. Like a lot of these brewers are building second locations, like Beard Brewing. Yeah. Has a new one open in Groton, your second location. Yeah. There's definitely uh, like 20 more that that um, cool. that heard your inspirational speech and decided they're going to open up more breweries. Yeah, 
So you you've actually just spawned a few more on your own. Yeah. <laughs> Start a movement. I gotta like uh, I gotta monetize this somehow, you know? Yeah, wow. hey, you go. This is the platform to do it. This beer. is not the place. Beerfest.com. No <laughs> we're just damn the, it. We're the media platform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I you know, I thought it was funny and, and I guess now sort of transitioning over to um to C T beer. Do you have any questions on beerfest.com? We can always go back to it. Yeah, what's next for it? Where where is your end goal with it? Are you happy where it goes? Obviously you want to do more show I'm sure you want to do more events and more and more and more, but is there anything that you're not doing that you want to start doing with the with the platform? Great question. Thank you. Um I mean, I think I'm just pretty much going to keep doing what I'm doing. And it's got new clients to work beer fest. You know, the name of the game is, you know, finding new experiences for people to enjoy. I mean, I think beer fest to some degree, a lot of our cookie cutter, you know, it's kind of like table drink, table drink. You know, people, I think these days want to have more fun, you know, and play games or silent disco or, you know, uh, cornhole or, um, you know, I was just talking to. Have you guys been to the AC Beer Fest? By the way, you got to get to that. And That's like Atlantic City Beer Fest. Yeah. No, yeah. I haven't. So what this dude does, you know, it's thirty thousand people strong. It's a rock concert. Uh, the lineup this year is sick. Yeah. So they have games, they have rides, they have craft beer. What? I think it, it's a it's a ton of fun. You got to get there, guys. Uh, ten fifty six road trip. Yeah, we'll yeah. take the 1056 podcast mobile and we'll get down there. Oh god, yeah. Damn, that's nuts. Well, I thought you guys had it like a private jet, like get the, you know, we, it's in the shop. Fuel it up. We like to oh, stay humble. So, I still like, have remember my... when we met, you guys are driving that Ferrari. Is that in the shop too? Oh, that was a loner. Yeah, no, yeah. I, that was just to impress you. I'm not going to I bought it, it and then immediately sold it after one night cuz I was over it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's that's absolutely nuts. And I think Oktoberfest is probably the, like I like Oktoberfest because you have like the Steinholing contest because I do that almost like they every carnival year. Carnival rides. They had carnival rides one year. They had, like carnival games. Yeah. Like it. Like I've been to some of them and like you, you like sit and you're chilling out. But like even if it's like a four hour event, that doesn't sound like a long time. If you're like just drinking for like two two and a half like three hours straight and it's like hot out it's a lot i mean you get like so zapped but it's like you're moving around you kind of think about it and like that's that's why i've like gravitated so much to oktoberfest not just because you know obviously it's two roads i like two roads a lot but um yeah you bring up a good point like they can totally get very like cookie cutter and that's you see that in attendance year over year probably drops so it makes sense but as the as the what kind of beer fest do you guys like? I mean, are you guys all about the drinking or like you like what kind of beer fest do you like? Question I like us. games. Yeah. I like games. I like to take on strangers and cornhole <laughs> and <laughs> bet and bet <laughs> beer tickets yeah, and they get free beer. That, that was a true story. We did do that. We we had a older than us couple challenge us to cornhole and we're like, "Deal. Uh, I've never played before." <laughs> <laughs> losers and we and we took their beer tickets yep we did so i pay i did not pay for a lot of beer tickets that day <laughs> and you taught them a lesson that's just more important that's, that's right. right that us yeah. millennials will fuck you over <laughs> <laughs> and we lost they the will never demographic. You again yeah right uh yeah i'm the same way i like games and i like not necessarily like physical stuff but just like stuff like if they do tours i know two roads did like mm. mini tours one year and like if you just keep it interactive like you have times where people can sit 
but you have times where people can like move and walk around if they want to i think it's that combination of the two where you give people the option um you usually have like a good time like two roads has mixed it up a lot like sometimes they've had carnival rides sometimes they've had games sometimes they haven't so they kind of toe the line every year of that like have fun if you want or chill if you want and they usually do a pretty good job and that's why i i usually keep coming back so they're doing something right that's why i like the zoo idea yeah if I'm you're big. just gonna sit around and drink beer at least you can look at exotic animals that's I'm, fun i'm big on the zoo yeah. idea that's that's a good one maybe beardsley will do it I'm saying beardsley does do it it's a free yeah, they do they do have a beer fest beardsley zoo i haven't been but they do have one oh, every okay year. and so does mystic mystic has like a beer tasting kind of event that's cool so they're they're catching on yeah I mean, it seems like everyone is, like, every brewery is trying to do something, like, within the community, and every, like, non-beer thing, I feel like, is getting into it in some way. Like, I just saw that totally. Reverie is doing a partnership with the Giggling Pig, which is, like, a kid's, like, art studio, and they're doing something, like, at the brewery, like, for the kids, like, at a brewery, which is still a foreign concept to me to, like, bring kids into, like, a brewery, um, but, like, everyone, like, everyone's getting in on it. Like, the Giggling Pig, 10 years ago, you said hey, you're going to do this event at a place where they serve beer, like a brewery. They're going to say, you're so stupid. And now they're totally signing on to it. So at this point, anything is possible. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. I think I did a beer fest. There was a beer fest. Uh, man, uh, it was like at like the St. Anthony's beer. It was at a church. Uh, so, that's, yeah. That's my kind of church. Um, Drinking and Yeah. Drink. Turn the water in the forties or something. I don't know. The, 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 weir- the weirder the the weirder the activities to go along with just trying out cool, fun new beers, the better for I think the two of us. Yes. So like, that would if, really, if, really, if, like something really weird. Yeah, something okay. new and different that isn't just even something different outside of we have cornhole and we have uh, horseshoes. Like yeah, we so does everybody. But something like like the zoo or art or a rock concert with a billion people. Is different and new <laughs> for for something like that. Actually, in April, I'm going down to Philadelphia yeah. with uh, our friend Brandon and okay. his girlfriend, and we're going to see the Decibel Magazine Metal and Beer Festival. And there's a lot yeah. of metal bands yeah. that I love that are going to be there, and I don't know what the beer is going to be like, but you bet I'm coming back with some stories and some ta- and some beer. Hope so. so that's going to be fun. So that, but that I'm going down for the music, but it's also very exciting because of this podcast and and my and fun of it that there's beer. Yeah, that's awesome though no, you're going there and you're not even talking about it is a beer fest you're not even talking about it. you're going there for the entertainment because it's gonna be yeah. great exactly and that's what it's all about yeah so i'm excited that's what you got to do at the beer fest in my opinion you got to really you, you got to make it about the entertainment and the experience yeah. like and you're gonna have great beer like who wouldn't want to go to that yeah mm-hmm. that'd be sick you yeah. know one thing yeah. I will say, it's not really a, an, a festival or an event, but an activity that now is related to beer drinking is axe throwing, which I don't get why <laughs> drinking is not, like, shunned. It's like, please bring your beer. And people do it, and they, they throw axes. And that's also a concept I can't, like, wrap my head around. I think I know why. It's because if somebody goes wild and starts throwing axes at people, the employees there have deadly aim, and they will chuck one right at your head good point and without miss they won't miss they know that they have the disadvantage by being yeah. drunk yeah 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 i didn't even think of that well somebody yeah so you just come out with an axe you're at the right place on the <laughs> i Just i like i can put a good chunk of money down that one of these festivals because now they do the um 
like the mobile axe throwing where it's like two bays and it's like a big like trailer and it's all caged in i guarantee you one of the fest this year is gonna have that i think didn't um i think half full's october fest had one or they did something maybe during the summertime yeah I, but it was very um i mean it was almost like uh, it was very you know, you're in a big cage and um you know there's like two guys watching over you. yeah <laughs> I, mean, I guess they're gonna start throwing the axes for it, and you just stand there giving five bucks. I don't know, but uh, yeah. play real quick. But uh, yeah, they did have it there. I mean, for me, yeah, I would want to like this, no cages and just go crazy. You know? yeah. Yeah. Now that's my kind of festival: no just cages, the- man. <laughs> just a belt of axes and just some beer. unlimited beer and just axes, no cages, man. It's- <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. But um, you have something about a C- CT beer part of this bit. Yeah, I was like, oh, one last question. Then we devolved into cage free axe throwing. So that's where this podcast is. Hey, this stuff makes life worth living, right? Come on. (laughs) Until you end up dead from cage free axe throwing. So, yeah, now switch. If that ever happens, and it was, uh, yeah, beerfest.com had nothing to do with that. No, nothing to do with it. Correct. But 1056 might have had something to do with it. We might. Yeah, we can take the blame. We could be your fall guy. So, you know, we can discuss the fall guy details later. So, (laughs) Um, but yeah, now switching to CT Beer, you're a dual entrepreneur, two separate ventures, CT Beer, beerfest.com. CT Beer was the, the first thing that you started, right? Yeah, it was. Yep. And that was, um, what did you say? It was like 2008 that that started? 2012. Oh, 12. Okay, wow. I bought the domain, and yeah, that's when I started dabbling around with it. So now you're taking, you know, a step back by starting in 2012. Now there's that, you know, fewer breweries that were open. You're looking at the beginning of Two Roads as kind of like the chapter of like this Connecticut beer. So you started in 2012, like right at the beginning there. Um, was the goal just to be like, hey, I'm going to post, like, beers from different breweries? Was it going to be like, hey, I'm going to, like, repost memes or, like, put, like, 2012 memes for beer on Facebook? Like, when you started yeah. TT Beer, obviously it's not as linear as, like, a, you know, e-commerce business like BeerFest.com. Like, what was the first, like, goal of CT Beer? You know, the first goal, well, for, I'm a marketer really by trade. And I was like, man, you know, with social media getting more popularity – I was like, I think I could sell, <laughs> you know, the idea of good locally made beer. So, you know, it's just one of those things sometimes, like, you know, I was able to buy CT beer for a good price, and I just kind of juggled, you know, two left foot and let's dance at this thing and see what happens. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I just started building a social media following and, uh, you know, like sharing information about beer and events and things like that. and. You know, really, my priority is beerfest.com. You know, I'm a small company. I have a small team, so that takes up most of my time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, CT Beer opened up a lot of doors for me. My first customer at BeerFest was actually two roads. Mm-hmm. They were my first call for to get a Lentini client, I said. And I uh, met my friend Kristen, uh, who runs events there, and she had to be to Martin for ticketing. And we got the deal done. So my first call, two roads, my first client – it's like, this is going to be freaking great. Next thing you know, I make maybe, I don't know, hundreds of calls. I don't get any more business, but. Um, <laughs> it's not working. So more, you know, sort of one thing at a time. But it started really here in Connecticut, um, you know, in our own backyard. And uh, CT Beer plays a lot of part of that because, 
you know, I think people tune into the brand to see what the heck's going on in Connecticut. With yeah. Events and stuff like that. You kind of touched on that, but I, I was going to ask um, how having both businesses fed off each other. Did they add to the success of one another? Did, did it distract from one another? Did one ride on the coattails of the other? How did how did that all – how did they their relationship of the two things – relate to each other. I think CT Beer helped me gain some ground here in Connecticut and grow the beerfest.com brand. You know, I think people knew because of CT Beer, you have to know who I am. And it's just another vehicle to promote my events. Uh, oh, you know, on social media, on email, and stuff like that. Um, you know, and just led from there. Uh, so, you know, I kind of look at it, I'm still dealing, you know, one's national, one's local, so, you know, I'm still dealing with beer, um, and it's all good in the hood. <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, you asked a question, actually, on CT Beer, if you want to follow CT Beer, it's at CT Beer on Instagram, um, that if you could drink uh, one beer for an entire year, what would it be? Um, now, I responded official by Bell's because I love that IPA. I thought it was amazing. I'm going to flip the question back on to you. I don't know if you responded in the comments or whatnot, but if you had to drink a beer for one year, what would it be? Man. <laughs> it's so, so tough. Like, who asked this question? Oh, wait. <laughs> what sick mind would do this? <laughs> what demented human being? Oh, wait a second. Uh, <laughs> You know, by the way, that post got a lot of responses. Yeah. I was kind of shocked. It so did. people are like, why are you here? I'm like, okay, just <laughs> tell me for the next 24 hours. They were so right? confused. It's a hypothetical question. That's so what beer? I so mean, think about it for a second because I'll answer mine. Because okay. I, I, I won't say Blue Moon because I love Blue Moon. That's always my go-to. But I'll stay away from that and I'll stick to local. And I would just say no limits. It's, it's no limits, man. Like I could just have that any time of year. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna buy a keg of that, and I'm gonna have you drink it. I'll do a keg stand on it. <laughs> it is recorded. It's going live on Instagram at one point. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Now that is a 2020 goal. Anyways. So All right, I've stalled long enough. What's your point. answer? <laughs> no, say, uh, yeah, I know. Thanks. Keep going. No, that's good. Let's do it right now. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with one of my wife's favorite and say Ice Cream Man. From, Ooh, back east. Um, you know, back east. It's just a. Uh, that's a really damn good beer you know Um, that has eluded me for the past like two years granted i haven't done too much work to get it um but i haven't had it yet and all i hear is that it's amazing so it's that and well it's one of those things too i guess that's a good choice because you might not only have it once a year anyway that's (laughs) true yeah i would be difficult to get although i've seen it more uh more out there i just made another called double scoop yeah double ip I mean, uh, that, that came and went so fast. I mean, back east just makes good, drinkable, solid beers. And yeah. I, I'm a big fan of ice cream fans. I'm going with that one. That's, that's, a, that's a good answer because that's popular. It's not like a common answer. It kind of like, I was just like, yeah, fish with my bills. Everyone drinks it. <laughs> and I could have said something about Tribus because I, you know, I like them a lot. And 
and of course I, me, my dumb brain was at Costco. I was like, I really need to respond to this right now as I'm pushing the car because I was so focused. And I was like, what the hell is it for a year? Like it, it really threw me off. But I did love how people were like, what do you mean by a year? And you were like, is if it, it 365 or 300, what if it's a leap year? Like, you were like, you were like, okay, a week. Well, somebody was like a cold beer. Yeah, I know. People were like the next beer. That's be the one beer. Yeah, I. The it's like, yeah, the next beer. It's like, dude, the questions get harder. Come on. <laughs> People like either try to be too funny and flop, or I don't know what. But that's the internet in 2020. It's something that probably seven years ago you didn't expect it to be at, and here we are. No, I, I have a theory on it. I work I work with kids. I work in the second grade classroom, and if you ever like give a very open ended question to a, a bunch of students, even from second grade all the way up to high school, what's the first thing that happens? They don't just sit down and start like coming up with their answers. They yeah. they try to ask a billion questions to see what the parameters of that are. Sure. Do you think that stops when they go into college and when they leave college? No. Worse. So when they go on their Instagram and they get an awesome question about beer, they're like, but, but, okay, I can't fuck this up. My parents will disown me. Uh, uh, what's a year? <laughs> so yeah. Crazy. No, these people, well, that's a thing. That's that's the only interesting thing about doing this on social media, how to find, like, yeah, you learn very quickly that there's a crazy pop- <laughs> percentage of the population out there that um, take these questions a little too seriously. It's like, dude, winners win nothing. I mean, it's just yeah. really fun. Dude, put Bud Light. Nothing like, official. Put Bud Light, um, catch the like, I don't know if you saw the post I did about and I was a, a messenger sharing the top 10 beer bars in Connecticut done by Connecticut Magazine. Yeah, I saw that. And whenever I do those things, I always laugh because it's always not like celebrated choice. It's always the ones who are on, on the list. Yes. And people bitch and moan yeah. in the compliments like, you're wrong and uh, this is better, <laughs> that's better. It's like, calm down. <laughs> I mean, it's like when you go to a movie, do you. When you go to the movies, you, do you have to do you talk to the screen or something? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. No, definitely. <laughs> definitely they do. I mean, yeah, it, it's absolutely nuts. Silver lining, though, you're getting more comments. So I would say you ask more open-ended questions and more uh, bias-based rankings. Like, you should just list, like, the top ten beers and throw, like, Stella in one of them because it's been around for so long. Yeah. Really just throw a uh, knife in the entire conversation. I think people would freak out. So... I follow the CT. Pretty much. Yeah, oh yeah. I follow the um, CT beer drinkers on Facebook, and when someone like posts something about like Bud Light, it's water is the first joke, and like Bud Light's trash and this and that and the other thing, and it just like shoom, like nose dives after that. I like a Bud Light. I love Bud Light. I love Miller Light. I love it all. I mean, I'm excited for the seltzer right. to come out. I'll say it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say it. Not typing it. I'll say it on my podcast. I'm excited for the Bud Light seltzer to come out. So. Yeah, it's don't it's really, it the, don't say that in the Facebook group. They will come. Oh out God, yeah, that We're like posting no. this right part, to it. Part of me, <laughs> part of me just, just wants. Part of me wants to be a troll and just like when it comes out, like buy a twelve pack and just be like, well, check out this like macro I got. Like it's a seltzer, <laughs> you know, like and just yeah. to see people like just eat the trash and just totally like go along with it. Um, but so I guess on the on the stage of social media, um. How, like with CT Beer, it's I know you have like I checked before on Instagram. It was like twenty eight thousand on Instagram as far as like a followership go. It's massive on Facebook, isn't it? Like with with CT Beer. Yeah, I think we're about uh, twenty one thousand yeah, on Facebook. Awesome. Uh, so, I mean, I just got a young, and you know, it is like back in the day. Well, I mean, you know, social media now it's it's 
become a pay to play, but back then, yeah. I mean, the, the organic reach was this much different. You know, you could reach more people for free. You know, it was less noisy too. Yeah. Um, you know, I was one of the only people talking about beer, so it really helped me grow and connect with people. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, it's it's tough, especially for Facebook, where your younger demographic, maybe people who are just turning twenty one, getting into it, really aren't on Facebook. So you kind of lose that. And so to have like that big, I guess the um, demographic that does is super passionate as we've all learned about beer so you can probably gain a decent followership because of that but i mean it's 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 crazy and it's just like like just fascinating and one of the reasons why i want to interview you because like you've amounted you know between the two over what fifty thousand, almost fifty thousand followers i mean it's it's absolutely insane so i would like that i think your instagram has uh not even a thousand yet so you know it's just is what it is but yeah. Still that one day, you know, back in the day too, I think it really helped that because I'm local, you know, with CT Beer, you know, if you have an opportunity to go to events or yeah. you know, and 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 to set up a booth and yeah. talk to people, pass out stickers and yep. you know, get your iPad out, get emails, you know, I literally you know, I was doing that every opportunity I could go to a beer fest and do that kind of thing, I did it. Hmm. You know, okay. or any live events or bars it's really grassroots and doing it yeah um so that's what i did you know and one one like at a time i guess <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah we got a new logo like up here and we've been like doing stickers and stuff it's really tough to see but yeah, i'm gonna get yeah it. you'll get it but um yeah it's it's one of those things like with 2020 uh with social media it could be so easy to get like super popular and and really like get a networking out what you, so what do you think yeah <laughs> beautiful there you Thanks, go I I mean, I like, yeah it looks like a picasso Whoa. yeah i'll tell well it was a descendant of picasso so i'll let you i'll let her know that, <laughs> that she uh that he nailed the uh nail on the head there so uh yes it's like stickers it's networking um we did a good amount of like beer fests and like we did smoke in the valley and um the brass city brewing queue and and things like that so with 2020 now that we have like a little bit of understanding um i definitely want to go to more i wanted to go to stat wars um at no worries but sober month hate it uh so yeah it's kind of like starting to familiarize yourself with the people of the industry you know the 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 festivals that are successful and where do you want to go and where you're going to see the most eyes so it's definitely a learning experience with us just as a podcast being so new. I mean, this whole thing started just about a year ago, getting into beer this much. And and it's really opened our eyes as far as like the industry itself and the fans itself who are crazy passionate, whether it's good or bad. So again, you know, it's people are into it. So we've learned we've learned a lot about it. And yeah, I'm, I'm learning from you, our <laughs> veterans, okay? Oh. Those out there that have been fighting this battle against the passionate fans and with the passionate fans for so long and we're learning so much because i don't know anything i ride on his coattails that's right that's right yeah you want to ride you know (laughs) yeah it's fun so i have one last question it's just a general question um as someone you know you have beer fest you have ct beer you're obviously very in tune to the connecticut beer community um what is your favorite brewery in Connecticut and or your favorite beer? Besides, I guess, Ice Cream Man, because I know you said you had that for a year. So favorite brewery, right. favorite beer so far. I mean, I 
guess my favorite brewery, I mean, I have to go back to Two Roads. I mean, it helped me start my career. Yeah. I mean, good answer. You know, and it's for personal reasons, really. I mean, it's just a great place to hang out, great team, great brewery, spend a day, have some good beer. Oh, yeah. Uh, food trucks. I mean, they got two breweries on campus now. Yeah. I mean, it's nuts. so, you know, they always have a place in my heart, for sure. Um, I mean, maybe I could give you a top three or <laughs> something. I don't know. Even better. Um, Do it. Um, let me think. I mean, there's, uh, you know, I like my buddies from Blackhawk in Oxford. Uh, nice. you know, I worked with these guys for years. They just make good, solid beers. You know, it's a family business, Tom and Jason. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and Tyler, the head brewers, are just good guys who make good beer. Um, and it's, you know, it, you know, it is, I always like supporting local business as well. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, a lot of these guys who get in the craft beer, about their brewery, they have a dream and, you know, they want to make a product by hand that brings people together. So. You know, it's hard for me to pick, you know, I never really get into those top lists, you know, I mean, I'm one of those people, you know, if I try something, I don't like it, I'm not going to go on untapped and rate it, I'm just going to try another beer, you yeah. know, it's just, that's a whole nother piece, <laughs> I mean, you know, if I, if I buy a beer and I'm like, I got screwed again, you know, I don't know what to tell you, you know, but <laughs> to me, that's what just makes craft beer great, I mean, there's so many different styles, varieties, just you know, even if you never had craft beer, drink a lot, try it, and, you know, what's the worst that could happen? You drink a lot of beer? Okay. Yeah, yeah. you gain 20 pounds. and called winning. You also, you're sluggish, and you you got to do a sober month because your, your body's telling you don't drink any more beer. Are you, are you okay? No, I'm fine. Is <laughs> he <you> okay? <laughs> All right, then last, last question. <laughs> I promise last question. Um, with Athletic Brewing Company, obviously they're a little bit different just because they're non-athletic. Uh, wow, non-alcoholic. They're very athletic. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Um, yes. I'm, I've had a few of their beers. You know, some are good, some aren't. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a fan. I, I thought it wasn't going to taste as good as it does, so they have exceeded my expectations. Um, in your opinion. I know they had like their first Oktoberfest this year. Like, what is your take on the non-alcoholic beer like craze that's like kicking up, and especially like on a local scene with Connecticut? Well, first hats off to them. They built a great business. Yeah. I admire them, and you know, I got to know those guys a little bit. Uh, you know, what I love about them is that they do most of their sales online because it's non-alcoholic. Yeah. They can ship legally. Anywhere. So they have a huge e-commerce business. Wow. So and they're expanding. They're they're buying more equipment. So I think it's I think it's like people they they found a niche and they're capitalized on. It. They're doing they're doing great. So I think they're here to stay. Yeah. I mean it's one of those things too. The beer tastes like beer, and it's one of those <laughs> things. I mean, you know, I think there's a certain market who can't have alcohol but like the taste of beer. Well, athletic is your solution. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty awesome. Um, you know, the whole seltzer thing that I even alluded to before. I mean, you know, now I'm starting to see seltzer yeah. fest come out. You know, it's not my cup of tea, but, you know, people want a cup of seltzer. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, people want to drink it. You know, who am I to judge? I mean, let people drink what they enjoy. Let the market dictate. Right. You know, it's all about the consumer. You know, I, I think, like, you know, some some people are of the opinion that people need to drink a certain style. They don't. There's something wrong with them. I'm not. It's about, you know, we're, give people what they want. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> no matter what that might be. 
uh, as long as it's legal, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. So sure. let's do it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people are smoking, so you know you could be a snob and stick your nose up at Seltzer, or you can start brewing like some of the Connecticut breweries are because yeah. people want it. I mean, yeah, I think the choice is clear. Yeah, yeah. I was a big fan of Two Road Seltzer. I think they took a nice turn instead of making a clear seltzer. They added fruit juice, and they're like our fruit, our seltzer has color. I was like, that's genius. And I was totally married to that whole seltzer thing until it got cold, and I was like, all right. I need stouts. I need porters. It's that. It's that season. I need something that <laughs> yeah. I can chew on, you know, almost. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, any more questions for you, Jeff? I don't. I just think this was great. I think this was a lot of fun. I really respect what you do with yeah. with your two outlets, Beer Fest being your big one, beerfest.com, um, and, and CT Beer. But I I think that this was a nice fresh take for our our listeners out there, all of them. To listen on and hear, we we've done homebrewers, we've done uh, obviously other podcasts, but this was like a new fresh take on on kind of like a business side of it, but like a refreshing, wholesome business side of it. You know, it's it's nice. It's it's a part of this community and it fills out the picture a little bit. Couldn't say it better. Thank you, sir. Oh, uh, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. I mean, let's do this again. I mean, yes. And let's meet for some drinks, man. When yes. you're off the uh, the January wagon. February second, uh, it's going down. It's <laughs> yeah, no. That's crazy. You know, it's crazy. I know a lot of people doing it, and then they go to extreme beer fest, and then they get crazy. Yeah, I'm not. Like, trying what, to do what, that. What's I'm, the point? Just yeah. I don't know. I did. Well, what is the point? I did have a mimosa on Sunday. That was really it. But the point was, is that like I had just started. <laughs> I started a new job like right before Thanksgiving, so I'm stressed out by that. And then the holidays came. And, you know, I was just like drinking between Thanksgiving and New like in New Year's, starting a new job. Like my body is just like getting beat up, and then I'm like drinking on top of it. And there was like this one time I was out with like him and a couple friends. I didn't have like a lot, and I remember just like waking up, and I kind of like felt off. So I was like, all right, let me eat. Eight and, like an hour later, I just got like just without going into it, it was not well. It came out where it wasn't supposed to, and. I was like, okay, I think my body's trying to tell me something that I need to flush it all out of my system for a while and take a step back because, like, we want to do this podcast every other week. We want to go to breweries. We want to, like, learn more. And in 2019, I drank way more than I ever have of high-gravity beers, and it's probably going to be the same in 2020 now that, you know, things like with Half Full, with the um, with the Winter Beer Garden that we were at and stuff like that, like going to those little things, it's going to add up. And I don't want it to like break down my body like three years into this and being like, well, I can't have beer anymore, you know. And this podcast would not nearly be as exciting or interesting if he died. True. It would be 50%. Yeah. yeah. Well, like you're training for a marathon, right? That's what you're doing. I mean, yeah. January, just get your liver, get up your liver, nice and yeah. pure and clean to destroy it. Uh, yes. Very soon. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So I thought about doing a dry January and just like I was going to get like a case of athletic. And I was like, no, like that's not the point. I was like, I need to cut it out completely. No grains, yeah. no distilling of anything, no fermentation. I was like, nothing. I was like, nothing. Nothing. So kombucha is the only thing I've had that has been a fermented drink with some alcohol in it, I guess. So there you go. Thanks again that's for good. joining us, Kevin. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's been it's awesome. Again, you guys. It's a real pleasure. Let's yeah. do it again. So, yeah, we'll definitely uh, – I'll have that beer in the other 11 months of 2020. So I'll definitely be running into you soon, um, and I'm, we're excited about it. So, Kevin, we really appreciate you taking the time, and uh, we hope you have a good rest of the night. You too.
two guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, sir. You too. Take care.